about my wife. She likes to wake up in a clean house. I appreciate that. But what that means is before you go to bed, you're not going to magically wake up in a clean house if it's not clean when you go to bed. So daily, nightly, we pitch in where we can and where we have to, but she does a lot of work every day, all throughout the day, but then at night to make sure that she and we all wake up in a nice clean house. If you can imagine that, seven people in the house, it doesn't normally stay clean throughout the day. Oh, and the two dogs, yeah, so that's an added half hour right there. (laughs) But I appreciate that about her very much, and uh, it makes our lives easy in a lot of ways. I'm thankful. I know where to find my stuff, (laughs) and that makes me easier to get along with. Amen. I'd like you to turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 63, verse 1. Psalms 63, verse 1. It says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. Everybody say early. Early. Everybody say seek. Everybody say will. Will. Early will I seek thee. This is David writing, and he's not patting himself on the back saying, early I sought thee. Lord, give me some credit because I prayed today, or even give me some extra credit because I got up early to pray. No, he's actually talking about tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And each and every day, Lord, I will seek thee. I will make sure that I seek thee. In fact, it's so important to me that I'm going to be sure I do it early. I'm going to be sure that I do it first. I don't want you to be my... uh, after lunch devotion or my midnight snack, Lord, you are first. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Go down to verse 8 of this chapter. He says, I will seek you early. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. This is not just um, a quick little, Lord, I'm, now I lay me down to sleep kind of devotion. David says, Lord, I love you so much. I need you so much. I want you so much. That word followeth hard after thee is really, he's saying my soul is attached to you. 
I am clinging to you. Early will I seek you. Now, I'm, I, don't get worried, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real personal real fast. Have you ever done a diet? Have you ever done a diet just because you wanted to do a diet? Not because the doctor told you to or anybody else suggested it. You just decided, you know what? I think I'm going to try to do better with my food intake. Now, it, believe it or not, before I got married, I had never dieted. Standing here today, I can't say the same. But here's the thing about it, especially if it's you deciding, I just want to do this. Now, if you've ever done a diet, then let me ask you this. Have you ever missed a day of your diet? Have you ever skipped a day and decided, you know what? <sighs> I'm going to go easy on myself. <laughs> you know what's the worst thing that can happen? Let me, let me tell you this. The worst thing that could happen, if you decide to do a diet, and then you miss a day or skip a day or have a nice big cheap meal, the worst thing that could happen is the next day or whenever the results come in, you see, wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I ate that whole thing, and I didn't see the, the result that I thought I was going to. That's the worst thing that could happen because now you've got yourself convinced. Hmm, maybe I don't really need to be as strict on this diet as I thought I did. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I can do that two days a week. Maybe I, maybe I can do that one meal a day. Maybe I can fall off the wagon and just get dragged by it a little bit. That's the problem is because you've got yourself convinced, I don't need to do this like I thought I needed to do this. And I wonder sometimes if David ever thought, yeah, early I will seek you. But I was up late last night. I had a long day today. So tomorrow, sure, my soul still loves you, but I also um, have a busy schedule tomorrow, and if I don't get my rest, Lord, well, you know me. Boy, is that ever something that we hear the lord knows my heart what does that mean the lord knows my heart it's true he knows it but i'm asking you what does it mean maybe not you say it but you've heard somebody say it really what it means is i don't have to prove a thing to anybody including myself because the lord knows me He also, David also said, he sees me when I lieth down and when I get up, so he must be all right with me sleeping as much as I want to and staying in bed all day because he knows that that's where I am and he knows where my heart is. No, David said, this is going to be my choice, my decision, but it's not out of requirement or a mandate. 
And it's not to make the church people happy or to prove anything to anybody. It's because I love you. It's because you're good to me. Because you deserve it, Lord. You are worthy of this, my devotion. Go, if you would, to Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. In this chapter, the disciples came to Jesus Christ and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. What should we, uh, we've, we've witnessed you praying and we know you've got this awesome relationship with the Father. And when you pray, it's just like, wow, it's amazing. Teach us how to do that. Can we, can we attain a little bit of that ourselves? And, and you know, he says, our, okay, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And he gives them some patterns, some instructions, some insight for how to pray. But he says in the middle of that, this verse, Give us this day our daily bread. Everybody say bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is saying, I, I, I might not quote these words every day, but this is a part of my attitude, my mindset. You want to know how I pray? You want to know how I get this relationship with the Father? Part of it is by saying, Lord, today, give me what you want me to have today. Give me this day. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 3. This is the same recording. In fact, I was thinking about this as, as I was studying this today. I think it was last, uh, a week ago on a Tuesday maybe, when we talked about baptism. You remember that? I talked about Matthew 28, 19, and how it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then we read in Mark and we read in Luke how it's that same recording, same passage, but those words are not mentioned. Same, similar thing here in Luke. He records what the Lord said when he said, teach us to pray. Okay, pray our Father which art in heaven. But this is the way he said it. Give us day by day. Does everybody see that? Say amen. Give us day by day our daily bread. There's a, I know it sounds similar and there's not a whole lot different between give us this day and give us day by day. But the difference that I see is, Lord, I'm not just talking about today. I'm telling you my mindset, my mind frame is every day. Somebody say every day. Give me every day. My daily bread. I want it tomorrow, what I'm supposed to have tomorrow, and Tuesday, and Wednesday. Give me day by day. Don't make this a Sunday thing, Lord, because I happen to be more spiritual on Sundays, and because I happen to get in the room with other people being spiritually minded. So, oh man, you, you cook a good meal on Sunday, Lord. You know what? I'll just take some leftovers from Sunday because you cook so good. 
And I'll see if that lasts me Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday. By Wednesday, Thursday, how many of you have had about three-day-old spaghetti? It's all right. I mean, (laughs) we talk about food a lot around here, don't we? I can eat three-day-old spaghetti, but it's nothing like day one spaghetti. It gets a little dry. It starts sticking together a little bit, a little chalky in your mouth. Oh, I remember when this, yeah, that's the flavor I remember. That was good. No, what happened to the day by day? I'm just telling you, it's easy to fall into the mindset of weekly meal prep. On Sunday, Lord, give me how much you think I need for this week. And then I'm going to put it in a little box and I'm going to take some of that for Monday and this is Tuesday and this is Wednesday. I'm not, I'm not preaching against meal prep, but I'm showing you the scripture. Jesus said, pray Give me day by day what you have for me each day. I'm going to tell a story on myself. I work in finance, and part of my job is people send checks to us. I bill them, and they pay me. Well, I was moving offices one time from one, one place down the hall to another place, and I'm packing up my stuff and going through all my drawers, and I see a check in the drawer. I thought, oh, no. How did I miss that? Hmm. I wonder if it's still good. I'll just do the regular process, go and deposit it like we always do, and you know what happened? They got back to me and they said, this check is stale dated. That's the term they use. Stale dated check. You know what that means? It's no good. It's past its expiration date. Now I learned from that. I put protocols in place to make sure that doesn't happen again. So don't get nervous about me on the job. But I learned from that the phrase stale dated check is a phrase I never want to hear again in my life. But just imagine, you know the Lord is so good and he has so much good stuff he wants to give you. Imagine he gives it to you one day and you say, that's so great. He's paying me. In fact, I'm going to store this right there. Because it's so good, and I know one day I'm going to want some more of that. And then I come back to it. Could be a day later, a week later, a month later. Oh, yeah, let me go back into my goodness from the Lord. Wait, I thought it was good. It's a little moldy. It doesn't look as good as, Lord, when you first delivered me that. What happened? It's stale dated. When God gives you a word. Anybody has God ever given somebody a word before? And you know that was from the Lord. He's talking right to me. It's about what I'm doing today. It's about my life. It's about what I need. When God gives you a word. Hear this. 
it is not definite in the sense that it will always be what he spoke at that time. Don't confuse that with the fact that he's not eternal and he doesn't change. But if he tells you, I got, an, uh, I got a great job lined up for you. Higher pay, better benefits. I, I got this in store for you. And I, oh, Lord, I hear that. I receive it. All I have to do is send my resume. All right. I take that and I hold on to it. Lord, that's a great word. You know, I, I still got enough in the bank right now that I don't necessarily need that job right now, but I'm holding on to that word. And then I go and I spend and I live and I spend and I live. And then I'm thinking, oh, that's right. I got this word from God. He's going to give me the great job. Two, three months later, I send my resume. Thank you. This position has been filled. Lord, I thought you had a word for me. I did. And part of my word was my timing. You might have missed that. When I said, send your resume, I don't necessarily speak in future tense, like do it when you want to do it, when you get around to it, when you feel like it. I've been reading this word for a while and I've never seen the phrase when you feel like it, when it's good for you. There is a scripture that talks about a convenient season. It's not a positive thing. When the Lord gives you a word, act on it. Don't mistake his eternalness for indefinite timing. Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. I want to read this passage to you. Exodus 16, verse 4. The Lord had taken the children of Israel out of Egypt. They're out in the desert following their leader, Moses. The first few verses of this chapter, I'm not going to read it, but basically what they say is, Moses, I miss the Egyptian kitchen. I know things weren't all that great when we lived in Egypt. I mean, I was a slave. I was the son or daughter of a slave and the grandchild. Of, it was in my lineage to be enslaved. But I could live with that because I also got fed well. There was meat. Oh, there was so much meat. And there was bread and there was herbs and there was all kinds. <sighs> Moses... You didn't tell me that when the Lord led me out of that place, I wasn't going to get to have what I liked to have. What happened to all that good stuff? In fact, I'm starting to think this is the end for me. You actually led us out here to die of hunger, didn't you? Is that what God's plan was all along? Take us out of Egypt, put us in the wilderness, not feed us, and let us die. Then the Lord said, 
Moses, I'm going to feed them. I hear what they're saying. I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. That I may prove. Everybody say prove. We, we get it in our heads sometimes. The Lord owes me. You owe me steak. You owe me good potatoes. I don't mean just like from a box. You owe me the best meal, Lord. Why? Because uh, I prayed last week that time, remember? I read my Bible a few days ago. You owe me. Okay, how about I pay you in kind? Uh, no, wait, no, wait, wait. That's not what I mean, Lord. But so he says, I'm going to prove them. I'm going to test them. Whether they will walk in my law or no. You know the Lord is testing us. Whether you really know it or not, whether you think of it in those terms or not, he is testing you. He's proving you. Can I give him more? Can I bless her with more? Or is it just going to disappear? Because they really aren't interested in obeying me. They just want more. It shall come to pass, verse 5, that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather. Go to verse 15 here. I'm going to switch over. Verse 17, actually. I'm going to read you this part of this story, how it plays out. The Israelites did this, some gathering more, others less. When they measured it, those who gathered much did not have too much. And those that gathered little did not have too little. Each gathered just what he needed. Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of this for tomorrow. But some didn't listen. And they saved a part of it. You understand, the Lord says, I'm going to give you enough to sustain you today. I'm not going to sit you in your chair, strap you down, and force feed you. I'm just going to provide. What you do with it, oh, it's a sad thing to say I can be more spiritual than what God really wants me to be. I'm going to prove to the Lord that I can eat half and save the other half for tomorrow. No, you're not. What you're doing is exercising disobedience. Oh, but doesn't the Lord honor my, uh, my, my pushing away the plate? If he told you to eat, you better eat. If he told you don't save, you better not save. This is what happened. Some of them did not listen to Moses. They saved part of it. The next morning it was full of worms and smelled rotten. I just, I was going to finish those few bites for breakfast. Oh, no, you're not. Not like that, you're not. 
What's, what's crazy is right outside, there's fresh stuff. There's good stuff for today. But you decided, uh, I don't want to do that. I'm going to keep today's for tomorrow. Save it. What happens? It turns into a stale dated check. I said I didn't want to hear that phrase anymore. I apologize. Every morning, each one gathered as much as he needed. And when the sun grew hot, what was left on the ground melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food. All the leaders of the community came to and told Moses about it. He said, the Lord has commanded that tomorrow is a holy day of rest. Bake today what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Whatever is left should be put aside and kept for tomorrow. Wait, I tried that already. We can't save this stuff overnight. It goes bad. It doesn't go bad when the Lord says it's not going to go bad. No, this is, if I can put it this way, Saturday manna. Saturday manna is good for two days. You don't get Saturday manna on Friday. You don't get it on Wednesday. It's good for two days, Saturday and Sunday. Again, I don't want you trying to get more spiritual than me. The Lord says, even I rested and didn't work on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day. So I don't want you going out there and doing that. You think they all listened? Eat this today because today is the Sabbath, a day of rest dedicated to the Lord. You must gather food for six days, but on the seventh day, you rest. On the seventh day, some of the people, I believe this is verse 28. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather food, but they didn't find any. Oh, where's my manna? Where's my Sunday portion? Your Sunday portion was given to you yesterday. That's why it's not out there. Oh, I can just imagine. I, can, I, I, know, I don't know any of these Israelites personally, but I know enough about them. I can imagine them going out there on Sunday, looking around, no manna, no food. God, you want me to die. You're not taking care of me anymore. You went back on your word. No, my word was given to you yesterday. If you had prayed yesterday, give me this day my daily bread, I would have answered and said, okay, here it is, twofold, today and tomorrow. But you didn't. John chapter 6. Don't want you to think that we're just talking about physical provision from the Lord. Okay? The Word of God, in the Word of God, bread represents the Word of God. It represents what God wants to give, what He would speak to you. 
John chapter 6, verse 24, in the earlier part of this chapter, Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 people. When the people, therefore, saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said, Rabbi, how'd you get here? When did you come here? And he says to them, verily, verily, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. You ate, you got full, and you liked that feeling. So you came back to me for more. Labor not, verse 27, for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. If you would have come to me today and said, give me this day my daily bread. Oh, I just want, I, I want a refill of yesterday. Give me some more of that. That was good stuff. Is that boy still around here? His mom's a good cook. He, she fed all of us, and it tasted great. How about we, get, can I just go to her house and order some more? No. You prayed to me, give us this day our daily bread. What do you want me to eat today? This is, this is the problem. I believe we get addicted to feeling full. The Lord does one thing for me, blesses me one way, and I get full of that word, full of that blessing, and I think, that was so great, I need to experience that again. It wasn't the word, it was the giver of the word that really satisfied Oh, but I just need to hear preaching. Oh, I don't want to go down that road. I just need to hear preaching, the right preaching, the right way from the right vessel, because that's what satisfies me. That's what fills me. Mm. Better get back to these notes. Labor not for that meat which perisheth, but for that which endureth to everlasting life. You are never going to get enough to be full. That's the problem with getting addicted to that full feeling. I just want more, I just want more, I just want more, I just want more. John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. There is a promise, though, of being filled. He looked at them and said, you came to me because you were filled, and you want to keep experiencing that. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. This is my last passage. Matthew 5 and 6. This is how you get filled. This is how you attain what you're actually after. 
Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You can stand with me. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. So what does that mean? I'm going I'm to give them righteousness for a meal one time and they're, they're never going to be hungry? No, because the hunger is the vehicle. The hunger is what drives the person to say, give me this day my daily bread. If I'm not hungry, I'm not praying that prayer. And uh, if I'm not hungry, it's because I'm full of something. If I, if I don't feel the need to pray to the Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Feed me, Lord. What do you want me to have? What do you want me to partake of? It's because I've been eating somewhere else. Filled with other stuff. That's why Jesus says, the only way you're going to get filled with what I have to give you is to stay hungry. Stay hungry for righteousness. That's something you can never get enough of. You understand? There's no, there's no portion of righteousness. Oh, mm. Why don't you pray with me just where you're at there for a second. Lord, I thank you for speaking to me, Lord. You know me, Lord Jesus. You know my life, my situation. You know that which I am partaking of, Lord Jesus, and that which is my desire. God, I want more of you. Lord, I want less of anything else that's not you. I'm going to make this statement, and it probably will sound strange and funny, but this is the way I felt the Lord just share it with me. Righteousness is not a drive-through. We, we tend to view our lives one situation at a time, and if I can just know what's right here, then I'm good. I don't need to worry about anything else. I don't need to worry about all the other wrong. Just let me do right, right here. And then if I get that right, great. Maybe that will propel me to do a little bit more right. Maybe I'll circle back around the next time I'm not sure what's right. That's why I'm saying righteousness is not just a single serving. You are you either are righteous or you're unrighteous. The word of God tells me so, whether I am or whether I'm not. If I have it, I want more of it. If I've experienced it, that's why the scripture says, taste and see, the Lord is good. If I've experienced it, I know that taste. And I want more of it. I know that I need more of it. 
But if I get full on the world, full on unrighteousness, full on other things, uh, this stuff isn't too bad. This can satisfy the hunger. This can fill. Would you just close your eyes there where you are? This is the promise from God. They shall be filled. If I can figure out a way to express to the Lord my hunger, my thirst. Sometimes we do that in prayer. Sometimes we do that by expressing a need, a prayer request. But really, truly what the Lord is saying is express it to me every day in prayer. By praying this way, give me day by day. Give me today, this day, each day, what you have for me, Lord. The thing you want to feed me with, Lord. That's going to make me righteous. That's going to make me holy. That's going to fill my soul and satisfy me. Amen. I'm going to ask you if you would find a place to pray. If you would, just get alone with the Lord for a little bit. Express this. Let him, let him work on you. Let him go through what he has in store for you and how he wants you to live this way. Lord, God, I want to feed. Lord, I want to have that which you would have in store for me. Give me today, Lord. Give me each day. Day by day, I want this to be my walk with you, Jesus. I want this to be my walk with you, God. That every day you would fill me. That every day, God, you would see hunger in me for righteousness. That you would see thirst in me, God. You've already said it in your word. You're the living bread of life. God, this life that I'm living, if I'm not living off of you, God, if you're not the one feeding me, Lord, then it is not even life, Jesus, but those are the ways of death. You are the bread of life, God. You give life everlasting. You've said it in your word. Come, in, come unto me, all you who thirst. Come unto me. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Come on, would you make this your prayer today? Give me this day, Lord, my daily bread. Come on, keep praying. While you're praying, we've got to know this is not just a spiritual buffet, and I can take a little bit of what I want from over here and over there. I can add a little here and, and, and leave a little there. No, it's not, it's not open for discussion. The Lord gives that instruction, just like He did to the children of Israel. He gives that instruction. Do this on this day. 
Approach me today like this. Come to me and I will fill you. God is so good to me. He's been so good to me more than this world could ever be. He's been so good to me. His spirit came to me. Gave me the victory. God is so good to me. I can't complain. God is so good to me. so good to me more than this world could ever be he's been so good to me his spirit came to me gave me the victory God is so good to me I can't complain
give me victory. God is so good to me. I can't complain. He's a good, good God. Some of us may even say he's been more than good. He's been great. David said it best. He said, your greatness is unsearchable. Nothing in this world can take that place. Nothing in this world can fill the void like he does. Thank you for the word today, Elder. This is an everyday thing. It's not a Sunday. It's not just a Tuesday when you're in front of the right crowd. It's an everyday. Thank you so much for being with us here today, choosing to worship with us, to our visitors. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. Please keep in mind the dates that we have announced today. Our Tuesday night Bible studies, our combined service next Sunday, and daylight savings. Please keep that in mind. You'll want to be here on time. Oh, he's so good. And you, you just think about everything that he's done. You just think about all the stuff that he's brought you through and, and the times that he's seen the things that you haven't seen and heard the things that you couldn't hear and he's still there oh he's a good God before we leave how about we just pray and give him some glory for a little bit because he's great and greatly to be praised his greatness is unsearchable there is no other God like you, God. There is none that can do what you do, Lord. None has been there for me like you have been there for me, God. Your righteousness, it holds me upright, God. Your truth, Jesus, cleanses me, Father. Your word washes me. Oh, God. In your precious name, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God. Amen. We love you so much. Thank you for being here. And we can't wait to see you Tuesday. Be ready for Tuesday. Amen? Amen.